yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your man DJ Playboy, Miss Perfect Touch. And Ow. We are back with another episode of Perfect Talk. What it do, y'all? Episode two. In the building. Chilling, chilling. Still with you, Keith? Nothing much, man. Just wedding planning. Oh, uh, you know. Going? No, it's going pretty good, man. You know how it is. Uh, money. Money. <laughs> I mean, my fiance is real good about it. She does the organization. She got the whole timeline set out. She <laughs> does a negotiation on what we need to buy. I just got to put up my half of the money. Um, by half, I mean about a quarter of it because she pays for most of it. Um, Shout but out to so her. Good. Yeah. Y'all ain't so. set up no uh, GoFundMe or anything like that? Like- we got a fundraising, uh, a little fundraising tab on our page, so people could donate money like nice, that. Nice, you know, nice, cash, credit nice. card, check, whatever. So, um, so it's all good. We need a perfect talk. Right. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> What's up, man? We keep this podcast coming for y'all. Right. We need to Word set up. something up. Maybe like we can. Uh, what is like it? What you get certified. You know what I mean? yeah. We will podcast for food. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> whatever y'all need. Y'all <laughs> What's up with you? Uh, what is up with me? I don't know. Just been grinding on the on the on the grind. Uh, taking care of my daughter. Shout out to Mercy. Uh, other than that, nothing really, man. On the man. grind every day, podcasting. Uh, yeah, that's about it. What's good with you? Yo, been DJing and and moving around. Yeah, shucking and jiving. I I am actually getting some new DJ equipment in the next couple of weeks, so I'm trying to get back into it a little bit more. So you might hear some new things coming from DJ Playboy. Uh oh. Yeah, keep, I'm ready. Keep, keep an eye out, yeah. I ain't gonna front. I, I haven't heard a Playboy joint in a minute. Man. People think I've been locked up or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm free. Uh, I'm out. I'm back. I'm back. Word. <laughs> yeah, man. I ain't see Playboy in about seven years. He came back diesel with an eight pack. With little legs and an eight pack, just a diesel back. I was like, yo, man, what's going on with your legs? I thought he was in a wheelchair, but now my man just, he's just been away working out, just doing. I'm coming back from my spot. I'm on my Remy Ma right now. I'm coming back. <laughs> oh, God. That number one spot, man. Oh, God. Well, let's, uh, let's get right into rapid fire, man. So let's go. Rapid fire segment where I'm just going to throw some quick uh, topics at y'all because it's, it's been a busy week. I don't know. It definitely all, has. All of the Trump cabinet people, they've been, they done been arrested for espionage or something going on. Like, <laughs> About that. Everybody going to go down by the end of this presidency. But other than that, I mean, I know y'all trumped out out there. So we're going to talk about some other things. Um, First one I want to talk about, Jermaine Amari Stoudemire, uh, former Nick, uh, former Phoenix Suns player also. Uh, he's out there playing in Israel. And I believe he was asked a question about if he, how he would feel about playing with a, uh, a gay teammate. They asked him and uh, some of his other teammates. Uh, Keith, do you have his response? Yeah, so uh, he was asked by an uh, Israeli television show, you know, how would you feel about having a gay teammate? Amari responds, I'm going to, sh- going to shower across the street, make sure my change of clothes are around the corner, and I'm going to drive, take a different route to the gym. <laughs> did you say all that? <laughs> Unquote. Yeah, he did say all that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean... Your man's wild, bro. <laughs> what is what is the tally behind that? I, I know the homophobia, but what is the, the the whole fear around it? Like, you don't gotta prove that you're extra, extra against it for people to be like, okay, well, Amari Stoudemire must not be gay or whatever. Whatever it is you trying to get out of those statements, I understand as a grown man yeah. why that would come out of your mouth. But you know, what I mean, everybody's different, and, and ignorance. Amari has no chill. I guess right. not. He did take a, a picture in like a, a bathtub of wine, if I'm not mistaken. So <laughs> this is the mentality the person we're dealing with. Wait, a bathtub of wine? I quit. You know what? They got that, that hashtag like masculinity so fragile, that thing or whatever it's mm-hmm. called, where people just, I don't know, like the masculinity is fragile. I think, I thought it was bullshit, but like, I think this is a very much an illustration of masculinity so fragile. But um, I, I, I can see the mind state. Because before I 
had any gay friends or knew anything about the LGBTQ community, you know, you, you hear things. All you have is what your friends say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, thankfully, uh, when I was like, I think about 19 years old, when I went away to boot camp for um, the army, I, I met a gay dude and I was like, man, you know, kind of skittish around him. Then he explained, he's like, yo, I don't like all y'all. Like, all y'all ain't good looking. And I was like, that's right. Like, if you're attracted to dudes, you're not attracted to all dudes. I'm not attracted to all girls. Neither are all girls attracted to me. And it's really not all that different as far as the concept of how, a, you know, somebody who's gay or somebody who's straight who's straight operates. So, you know, what he said is extremely ignorant. And I just think um, it's sad on his part because I know he's had some exposure for a guy who's been rich for so long and haven't played in New York for so long. And, well, I'm glad that he, he left New York, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> especially in this day and age, man, like it's 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 really it's not that serious, bro. I just like, think the ignorance. You have a brand, like you're worth something. Uh, the name of Mari Stoudemire, you know, what I mean, you know, much as you'd like to deny it, it's worth something. And for you to just go out there and like throw your brand away, uh, Pacquiao did the same thing. He made um, comments anti, uh, sorry, uh, homophobic comments. Um, I believe like right before his last fight or something like that. So it's like. They don't, it's like, you don't even care about the money, dog? You don't even care about the money you're going to lose for, like, a comment like that? Like, that's not enough to, to stop your ignorance? Or, or you look at uh, these cities that have the bathroom bill where they don't want transgender people to use the bathroom or whatever, um, or any bathroom, or you know what I mean, that, that they choose to. It's like, yo, you're, so you're going to stop Super Bowls from coming to your, your town, NCAA tournaments, uh, all types of revenue, and then sit around, turn around, oh, we have no jobs. We're losing jobs to this people. We're losing jobs to that people. But then you're going to say, because of a bathroom bill, stop things from coming to your town. It's just like the money is not enough to stop y'all from being ignorant, like alone from just the, the moral compass of it. Like, but that's people out there, man. But we're going to move on uh, to the next one, a little messier. <laughs> your man Joe Biden in these streets. Joe Biden is staying out of trouble. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what type of household he raising out here. His <laughs> crib had to be crazy. It's looking wild in them streets right now. So, uh, <laughs> Keith, what's going on with your man Joe Biden? Bro? So, Joe Biden. So, Joe Biden is cool. Uncle Joe is cool as shit. Hell you yeah. know, the, he was he was that boy in the in the White House. Um, you saw all the memes. However, um, you know his son. Uh, Bo Biden uh, passed away. I think he was the former attorney general of Delaware. He passed away of brain cancer, leaving brain cancer, leaving behind his widow, Hallie Biden. Was it this recently? Did he die? Uh, I think he. I want to say within the last four years. Some at some yeah, point. I, it was. I, I it was feel like maybe like two two years ago, or maybe a year or so ago. Okay. Yeah. So I, I can't put a finger exactly when he died. Yeah, I think it was within even the last two years. They put a couple months on it. Then they, they waited. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, then, right, you know, right after he died, uh, Hunter Biden, Bo Biden's brother, Joe Biden's son, he started having a rocky relationship with his wife. Soon after that, my man Hunter kept it in the family, started <laughs> started messing with his with his dead brother's widow. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, it. I mean, I don't know, man. I, how do you even start? I, so many places to go with this because I, I personally, I guess I'm Team Hunter because <laughs> I, I personally have not done mess with my brother's <laughs> widow, but I, I like I'm side I think, eyeing you right now. Man. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of uh, being someone who messes with 
you mess with the women that you're close to. You know what I mean? I'm not the type of dude like to travel to another state and mess with a chick. So that's his inner circle of, of women that he on a daily basis are going to come across. I don't know why, why that wasn't off limits to him. You got to, you know what I mean? Certain women in your in your daily life, you, you got to be like, all right, well, however I feel about her, that's hands off. But as a lazy G, I can see <laughs> I can see him being like, hey, I'm here. She's all right, here. so we know to keep Playboy at arm's distance right. as far as the friendship. You just keep it transactional, brother. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, too, I mean, I don't I don't really think anyone's completely wrong in this situation. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. well how, here's the thing. We got There has to be some type of clause, though. My, my first thing uh, to, to aid in knowing what the clause is, is how long has he been dead? We we think we can, we can look it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we don't do no research got, on this podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's the most important. Because if he died last week and they, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but what's the so what's the statute of limitations? That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Although you wait, like, ah, six months. Now. So <laughs> he he died in in the uh, spring of 2015. Oh. Uh. Yeah, so <laughs> it it's a spring. no for me, dog. It ain't even spring 2017, kid. I mean, Ew. trees ain't become uh, the leaves ain't even come back on the trees yet. So St. Patrick's Day. It's though. a. T- I mean, like like uh, my homeboy Rick said. He said, uh, "What he said? Um, grief is a is an aphrodisiac or something like that." Uh, <laughs> bookstore Ricky, yeah. bookstore Ricky, man. Yo, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't judge because not that I've done it. So I know it sounds like I can't judge, you know. I be, I be everybody went through the disclaimer on it now. <laughs> me, me and my brothers, we I got two brothers, we all shit bitches. <laughs> um, nah, um, nah it, who knows what they were feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like that was a close knit family and you know, not to mention their family already went through grief. Uh, Hunter and Bo lost their mother in like the late seventies when they were kids. Okay. Oh, wow. So, you know, that family knows grief. So I mean I, I I don't know, dog. I can see how it happens though. It's not I don't I think can see how it happens. But yeah. you have to have codes. You gotta have. Well, no, because you got the two. You got the grief from the the um the death, and then you got the divorce he's going through. He, yes, he needs then, someone to talk to. Yeah, and she, she definitely right needs somebody like, to yeah, talk to. She's like, yo, I ain't talking to nobody. You know what I mean? So like, I can see how that happens. I don't think it's definitely anything malicious. I nah, think it's nah, corny nah, how nah. the Daily News wants to throw it on the front page. And now, and, all of a well, sudden. what was whack was that the headline I think on page six was something like you know. Bo Biden's widow and his brother is having an affair. It's not an affair. Like they just got together. Oh, because he's not fully divorced yet. Though. He's not. Yeah, he, yeah, but he's in the I, middle I, of divorce. Yeah, he, yeah, he's been separated for quite a while from yeah, yeah. from his wife, but they just haven't put them papers through yet. So, I hate the way the media. That's the corniness just, of it. Oh yeah. my god, the media's awful nowadays. The headlines is outrageous. I stay seeing stuff. <laughs> I'm liberal, so on my Facebook is just a bunch of liberal news, but it's always something like, you know, Angela Rye owns Van Jones over complimenting Trump. I'm like, no, she didn't own him. <laughs> <laughs> Clickbait. They got you to click, though. They yeah, they, they did get me to click. So. Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take it back now. That's how they get you, though. I mean, but, like, for even doing a show, I mean, we're doing a podcast. It's like, yo, we could jump on certain topics and be like, yo, we're going to talk about this because we know it's going to get some attention, but that's the corniness of putting Joe Biden's family on, yeah. on the page. Well, you know what I mean? Like, you do Doing everything for the the actual content, or are you doing it for the clicks? You know what I mean. So, so wait, so how would y'all feel if they had a child? Uh, if I was in their family or as as me? I mean, just being, you know, just looking how for How would me. I feel? Yeah. I, don't, I can care less. They can, I, can, I, can. I mean, they're two good-looking people. Y'all got to Google these people. <laughs> yeah. that, Joe Biden put up a, a good-looking family, and then they married good-looking. So, um, But if they had a child, though, that would be wild. Because <laughs> her children... 
that's Hunter Biden's already their uncle. Oh, oh Biden. they have children. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, Bo, yeah, yeah, Bo yeah. Biden and uh, Halle Biden already have they have children. Um, I don't like you heard that story about when you know Bo Biden got cancer and Joe Biden's like, oh man, I think I gotta sell the crib or something like that. And Obama's like, yo, nah, B, you ain't selling that crib. I got the bread. You know what I'm saying? I did not hear that story. <laughs> oh yeah, so Joe Obama Biden gave, always tell that story. Obama gave him money. I can see. He, he, doing I don't that. think he needed to give him money, but he said, "Yo, if it comes to that, I will give you the bread. Don't sell your house. You know, I got that audacity of hope bread. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stacking up. So <laughs> dreams of my father bread, just just chilling. So sitting over here in the corner, right? sitting over there in the corner. You know, I got it in the briefcase. So don't sell your house. But uh, so yeah, because they had kids, because you know, Bo was sick and he couldn't. He wasn't really able to work like that. He would have to resign from being attorney general of Delaware and all mm. that. So, um, yeah, so they got kids. They have. They very much have a family, you know, Irish Catholic family. So it could be messy, uh, but it is already messy, dog. Like that's like your your brother's widow. Like there's like so many layers of wildness there. Like there, that 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 is a wild element of it. I just look at it so like families are so blended nowadays. Where well, like, yeah. I know well, people I mean, two divorces. Like mom's got divorced ones, dad got divorced ones. You know what I mean? So their family is is kind of like. I don't know. I don't, Kardashians, you know what I mean? You look at Kardashians, you got Rob and and and, and Tiger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody all chilling together like so it's, uh, it's but, but it's worth mentioning way. though, former Vice President Joe Biden did say it's cool. He said, "I support their decision." I don't know what he's saying in the background in the crib in private, but he said in public he said, "God damn it." <laughs> he said, "I'm all women. Look at you. You got them Biden eyes. You tell me you couldn't go to the pub." Tight, he ended up on the front. He's like, I'm on the front page. Like, vice president. I know, right? Current vice president ain't getting no front page love, which is hilarious. He's getting that. But uh, we're going to move on, too, to the next rapid fire topic. And that's your man, Mike Francesa. Y'all might know him if you live in the New York area. I think he uh, writes for the Daily News. He does a radio show on WFAN. Uh, I personally don't care for him, but some people might. Um, and there was a caller called in this week, uh, father of a young lady. And he went to ask... Um, if you're familiar with the Spurs, they have a female assistant coach, Becky Hammond. And he was like, uh, well, you know, looking at Becky Hammond, the success that she's got, do you think that there'll ever be a female um, head coach or, you know, baseball manager, whatever the case may be, of males? And uh, Mike Francesa's response was uh, vehemently no. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen, never. They, they've, they can't do it. As, as if, like, it, it can never happen. You know what I mean? There's absolutely... Not even one woman that could ever come along to do it. And I thought that was ridiculous. But I'll, I'll kick it to y'all because um, I thought this was a relevant topic for us. Like I said, Keith, you played basketball uh, on the high school level. You had a female coach. And Niche, you played basketball um, in, on the high school level as well. So y'all yeah. might be able to speak to this a little bit better than I can. Do you? Do, I'm going to throw the question out, though. Do you think a female coach could uh, <clears throat> coach in the NBA, the NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, a uh, professional men's league? Hell yeah. Okay. I, I mean, there's – Unfortunately, it's it's whack that this is even, you know what I'm saying, coming up like, but for for years women have always been uh questioned for whatever type of ability to even play a sport. So, I mean, yo, I I don't see it really being um I th I think we're good. We could definitely coach a a sport. I mean, <sighs> I think, well, uh, Keith, what is your, what your response? I'll let you answer it. <clears throat> yeah, so as you mentioned, I mean, when I was a kid, I had a, you know, granted I wasn't a grown man, but when I was about 14, 15, I had a, um, a woman uh, head coach in our team. Um, 
knowing that there's sexism existing, that's a clear challenge to a woman being a coach. Um, there are personalities that a woman would have to deal with if she were a head coach of a of a professional basketball team. But if if a woman was able to overcome those challenges and be a successful coach, then of course she should be she should be a head coach. And I think it will happen. I think there'll be a woman president because yeah. all the vulnerabilities <clears throat> that people say a woman would have in these powerful roles, I think that they can overcome it. So when people speak these vulnerabilities as far as, you know, would a locker room full of grown men really respect a, a woman leader, that is that is an issue. That is legitimate. For people who poo-poo that, that um, you know, issue of will they respect it, that is a real concern. However, I think a woman will be able to overcome that concern because, you know, women are smart. It's a personality thing. They, they'll know how to to you know move or to navigate around those personalities to win games that's the ultimate goal right to win games and put butts in seats mm -hmm. and i think a woman's able to do that you know as far as you know they talk about can a woman uh, barge into a men's locker room i i would hope not because i'm fairly traditional in that sense but if that's the the biggest challenge that a woman faces that she can't kick a locker room door in uh, I think a woman will be okay in a head coach's chair. Yeah, the media is kicking that door, and there's women in the media coming in those locker rooms. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, at the end of the day, so if that's a, it's a comfort thing. I mean, if men will get over it, one. Um, and I think a lot of people point to Becky Ham, and I believe she coached the summer league. Um, she was the head coach of a summer league. Yeah, team. devil's uh, advocate argument to that is always going to be, well, summer league guys aren't top professionals so they need that job so they're not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize their chances so they're going to treat her with the utmost respect because they're not trying to go back to working at the post office and it's just like i, I can understand that i see both sides of it um it's, it's more of an issue that i care about now that i have a daughter so it's like you you don't want to put limitations on anybody you don't want to say this person can't do it because they put limitations on us as black people like you go back to the amari uh comment People didn't want to be in a locker room with a black person at some point. People didn't want to be in a swimming pool with a black person. So for you to make like an ignorant comment like that, it just shows like you haven't learned from your own history. You haven't learned from acceptance of people because now you're not the other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the way history teaches us, you could go right back to being the other. You know what I mean? So don't. I would never tell somebody they can't do something. It's all about how a person carries himself. I've had women bosses that I think have been better at leadership roles just because of the way they handle themselves and some male bosses that I had. So it's not a matter of sex. It's really a matter of what you bring to the table. Like, yeah. so. Yeah, but, that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I find that to just, in this day and age, just be a ridiculous. And the fact yeah, that he's a sports writer, a sports radio host with a, a, a platform like that, to have such a closed-minded view, it's like, you, you hope that, like, state of mind is just dying out. Not not that I wish in death on my friends. But you just hope that that type of mentality is dying out. Because some people really don't know any better. They were raised like that. Their parents taught them, yo, this is life. This person looks like that. This is the type of person they are. This person has that. That's the type of person they are. And so they've been brainwashed to the point where they can't get past that. And it, it might be too, they might be too far gone. But you see with the current election that just happened, we're moving past that because Hillary won the popular vote. So when it came down to numbers, more of this country was more for, so for having a woman president, even though something new, even though something new ground that we haven't uh, stepped upon, people were open to it. So it's like, it, I, I think it's going to happen, like like you guys said. I don't know when, I don't know how soon, but I think it's going to happen in our lifetime. Man. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, This week, man, I think we got to get right into it right now, though. This week, and I'm happy about that because it's a hip-hop topic, and I like when like hip-hop topics come up, and, and it, it brings a passion in, inside of us, and nothing brings passion like beef. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? No, nobody da, da, likes, da. likes nothing better than a fight going on down the hall and running top speed to go see that shit. What's beef? <laughs> exactly. Beef was on your room to go to dinner. Beef. Sheether, man. Nicki Minaj versus ah. Remy Ma. What is going on in these? How did this even? How do we get here? Yo, I'm still trying to figure that out. But they've been sneak dissing each other that, for quite some time now. I so. have noticed that from and, Remy's first record out. Yeah, the, the Khaled record that she <laughs> hopped on. I'm like, oh, there's some little lines going on here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but they were saying that Nikki wasn't always just, you know, uh, dissing her. Like some things she was saying what weren't directly directed towards her, you know what I'm saying? But now it's kind of like, uh. And I think the Remy's argument is the same thing, even though it sounds a little more ridiculous when Remy did. Um, she was on the Breakfast Club not too long ago with Fat Joe, and her response to I think that question before before any of this came out was, "If I'm dissing you, I'm gonna say your name. You know what I mean? I, I have no problem saying your name. Anybody I've ever had an issue with. So it, when it comes down to it, you'll know I'm dissing you because I'm, yeah. I'm putting I'm saying your government on a record." And which I think was kind of a cop out because that Fat Joe Remy my album was out, and if you listen to them first three tracks of the album, you're like, "Come on, you dissing Nicki." You talk about <laughs> you it. You talking about you, it. You making I mean, Birdman references? You know what I mean? You're dissing. You know, you're obviously dissing Nicki. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't know what the ploy was, what the plan, and and the way that um, the way that is moving, it seems like Remy the way that she's just throwing these haymakers that she got something. Yeah. <laughs> that she, you know what I mean? That 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 people know that she people don't. Nikki's not gonna one out, and she knows she got it. That's why she's throwing these little, these little jabs. Like, here, here, I'm waiting for you to throw that big one so I can throw this right back at you. So, what did you guys think about Sheether? Like, what was your, you know, um, your, your opinion? I'll let Keith go ahead, Keith. Uh, <clears throat> so first, I'll I'll comment on it as an art piece. Okay. Uh, I think it's extremely mediocre as a rap song. Uh, you know, Remy Ma is a She's a good rapper, and I think she's better than Sheetha was as far as rhymes and, and flow and all that stuff. Um, but as a diss song, it was very direct, was very strong. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. As far as how direct she was and shit like that, and the fact that a lot of the things she was saying is um, has some de degree of truth, I think it made it a diesel song. So dropping that bomb, it was like, God damn, you gotta <laughs> say something, Nikki. Um, then she dropped that that very weak second song. Did you hear it? Um, I heard it. Um, what's the name of it? Another, uh, another, one? another one. Yeah, I heard it. Um, I didn't even hear another one. I, yeah, I didn't hear it. she I dropped was... like a follow up, and um, it was, uh, you know, that's what makes me think. But I knew, I knew it existed. So that's what makes me think. Yo, she got something. You, you know, you just throwing them out. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, yeah, she yeah, got yeah. Some, So what happened to Child? Did she have Child's Play too? Child's Play. Uh, Nikki or, or Remy had a song called Child's Play? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. No. I don't know. They didn't drop it. Wait. There might be in there. Maybe you know about something we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you I might be dropping an exclusive right now. But, but, <clears throat> but my, my beef with the whole situation. Oh, my bad, Keith. What did you, you said you thought it was whack as a song, but dope as, as a, a song. As a song, I thought it was mediocre. It was, I'm yeah. not going to say whack, but, you know, it was mediocre. But as a diss track, it was just diesel because mm -hmm. it was straight shot, like on target she shots. Was some, she was talking some shh. I think depending on where the beef goes, right now it's not a historical diss song to me. It's a song for yeah. the moment. Maybe if the beef goes somewhere, you'd be like, all right, this was the starting point. This was the jump off point, so you know that you know it has some significance. But um, I agree with Keith. You know what I mean? I, I, Remy's got better rhymes than that. Um, and as the disses themselves wasn't even really how on, on, you know what I mean, point was they you got the ass dropping thing, which may or may not be true. You got the, um, she said she slept with Trey Song. She slept with Ebro, who both came out. And denied that they they never fucked Nicki Minaj and like 
They didn't. They denied it, but would you confirm it if it was you? Would I confirm it if I if I uh, had sex with Nicki Minaj? Yeah, depends how I felt about Nicki Minaj. Well, <laughs> I'm saying right here on Perfect Talk, I won't confirm or deny that I slept with <laughs> Nicki Minaj. But uh, <laughs> keep, keep that in the room with me. <laughs> but if I was Trey Songs, if I was Mister Steal Your Girl, uh, I, I would believe him if he said he if he came out and straight up said no, I did not do it. Yeah, because um, then he has no. Re- he could have just stayed away from it. Yeah, he could have yeah, stayed yeah. away from it. Yeah, if it wasn't, a, it's the point that you're coming out of your circle to it say something. It means something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and ironically, he he dropped a tweet. Right, he's like, you know, what I mean, um, I woke up this morning. I'm I'm, I'm not quoting it directly, but woke up this morning, see my name in, in some nonsense again. Blah blah blah. Um, Nikki responded to him like, "Yo, a real nigga would have been like, yo, it's not true. You know what I mean? But I guess you ain't you. You know what I mean? Da da da. I helped you sell records, all this, and um." He responded like, "Yo, before I even sent that tweet out, I dropped a video saying I didn't, I didn't sleep with you. You know what I mean? Just so there's no, no confusion. You know what I mean? So you're, you're in your feelings right now, but you directed what? at the wrong person. Like you know what I mean? And, and she did the same thing to Charlemagne. She she texted Charlemagne and called him phony because a word. Yeah, Damn, Nikki. <laughs> she comment going in. She contacted a lot of people except for the one that she really needs to be a target at though. Like, what do you care about if Charlemagne is, is on?" Team Nick Remy Ma right now. Did you really think a radio host was your best friend? You know what I mean. He's gonna be doing his job. That's just what he's supposed to do. Uh, you know what I mean. He's, he, he needs some ratings coming in. So it's like, and I don't think Nicki Minaj is uh, um, Nicki Minaj thinks like that to the point where she's like, oh, this person's my friend. This person, I did a record with this person. You're supposed to come out and support me because that's not hip hop. That's those yeah. people liked you because you could sell, help them sell records, or you could help them get clicks. But other than that, that's what it's who's ever popping at the moment. Yeah, uh, when I listened to um, <clears throat> when everybody was talking about Sheetha, I was just like, okay, cool. Let me let me check it out. You know, this is this is fun. I haven't you know been excited to listen to you know a, a, a beef in a while. So, but when I went to go uh, listen to um, Sheetha, I was like, you know what? Let me just read the lyrics. I'm I one of those people. I'm like, yeah, let me just read it. And I read it. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, 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 <laughs> well, oh, you know what I'm saying? It made, it, it felt good. I felt like a, a kid again, you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily because, like, my two favorite rappers are going back at it, you know what I mean, or going at it, but it was just cool for, uh, for, for hip-hop to me because, you know, it's been a while since it's been, um, you know, uh, competition competition and then also like with the females, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's, that kind of made me feel a way too just because it's like, damn, Two females, you know what I'm saying, going at it. Like, why? Why do we have to have that? That's, you know what I'm saying? I, you took the words out of my mouth. I felt like they were pushed into that yeah, situation. Yeah, like, bo- both from New York, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, we, honestly, you know, people can say whatever they, you know, whatever they want about Nicki and the type of music that she makes, but we need both of them mm-hmm. for hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? We, we need both of them, ladies. We need, un, I'll say this, too. I don't, I'm trying to choose my words wisely, but I'm about to speak. Um, unfortunately, when Nikki did come out, she created a wave of like girls who are insecure. I feel like you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. these, these little girls. Can't look she like created that. this facade, yeah, yeah, of what you're supposed to be and how the, the glitz, the glam, and you know, I, I that's one thing I dislike, mm-hmm. you know. But we, I, I grew up off of. Remy, you know what I'm saying? We used to play the records in the club and all mm-hmm. that. So it's like, yo, like I, I grew up listening to Remy, but then with the whole Nikki, I, I just I didn't like what she painted pictures for, especially being a female. Okay. So it's like, yo, I, but now it's just you know she she has had a nice run and a rise, but at the same time too, um, you know Remy Remy went in, 
Remy, I felt like Remy, I, I felt like it was going to happen sooner or later anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Someone had to come at Ronda Rousey. You yeah. know what I mean? So you can't just keep knocking people out. And, and females, it's never, there's, it's always females. Like, we can't just have more than one, you know. Uh, it, we can only have one one uh, queen of rap. And Why, da, da, da. Why? Yeah, like, like, it's always like you, that, man. You remember the Chris Rock joke? Smokey Robinson wasn't getting that Al Green. You know what I mean? Like, we can't <laughs> all rock. Like, yeah, 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 Taylor yeah. Swift ain't getting that Britney Spears. Like, they, there's enough money to go around. Demi Lovato eating, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Remy's from the... The, the school of rap where, yeah, there could only be one person at the top. She's from the battle circuit. Yeah. So, that yeah, you gotta think yeah. she, where, um, I, I, heard, I forgot who I heard say, but they were like, Remy wasn't even making songs. She was just coming out spitting bars when, you know what I mean, you first yeah. heard her. So, it was just like, that is a competitive the, the uh, background that she's coming from. Rap is also a competitive sport. So, it's like, I, I like that point that Keith brought up to the, um, that, that, She's gonna come for that number one. That I gotta be the jugular. There can't be two of us on the top of this throne. But like, here's here's my beef, right? There's two images I think Nikki painted for herself, and Nish touched on one of them, the sex image, mm-hmm. where that's always gonna be used against you in any kind of beef when you make songs where your lyrics are about having sex with your label mates. Even though it's tongue in cheek, even though it's joking wise, the first thing that someone's gonna bring up is, "Yo, you suck." Wayne's dick to get on top. You suck Gucci man's dick, but Yo. and I'm not saying that she did. I don't. I, I personally, I honestly no, don't no. even think she did. But it's just like they're always gonna try to use that against you because what else that you you gave them that as a layup. But the the big thing where I think Nikki's painted in the corner is the gangster image that she wanted to portray when it was a white girl she was getting at. It reminds me that was bad. Yeah, because uh, I mean I I see Nikki in in um like interviews and stuff, I and mean, she's like super duper smart. She seems pretty intellectual, mm-hmm. and then like to. Put it, portray that like, oh Miley, what's good? Come on, yeah, Miley like, Cyrus. <laughs> At least do it to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Taylor Swift got the reach. <laughs> Taylor Swift got a tall. Right? <laughs> she got the reach. She could, you know, what I'm saying she could box you up with some jabs. But Miley Cyrus, that reminds Hannah me. Montana, you, you, we, we, we've all been in gifted classes. That reminds me of the girl that you know. What I mean, she, she's from the hood, but she's in the gifted classes with y'all. And when a white girl pops off inside the other side of the room, she quick to shut her down. Yeah. But when that girl from the regular classes, <laughs> when I, when I act a little ignorant in the lunchroom, <laughs> you know, what I mean, you start falling back. Yeah, you're yeah. not, you're not talking as loud. Yeah, yeah. That, that one person, that one person who ain't even take earth science yet. They just. <laughs> You know they they ain't got nothing to lose. They were like AP what nigga? <laughs> what? <laughs> fuck you up. <laughs> no regrets. You know? No regrets at all. Shorty don't even pay for lunch. She got them full tickets. You know she coming at you. That's that reduced lunch ass. <laughs> yeah, that, that reduced lunch ass. Whoop, it ain't no joke, kid. It ain't no joke. She ain't stopping. <laughs> she, uh, she ain't stopping. She been waiting to whoop your ass. <laughs> She gonna get you. You Word. gonna catch this fate. Do you think Nikki can come back? Well, she she has to because she well she I hasn't mean, responded. I don't, I don't yet. mean that. Do you think she's gonna make a response? I mean, do you think she can come back career wise? No, come back. Let's say Remy dropped the first one. Okay. And I mean, do you think that Nikki can make a song enough, good enough to be respected as a comeback record today? Yeah. You think so? I think so. I think she has the resources to to make that kind of record. Resources. Uh, you say uh, she's she not gonna write it. Somebody else gonna write it. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. She, she, she has to. She literally has the resources. She got Drake. She got Wheezy. She, she has got, the resources. I'm not respecting a, a response record with Drake on it. I, that, I no, no, not on it. I'm talking about somebody, even if she quote unquote writes it, it's like. Someone did could fine tune it. 
to the Yeah, yeah. Like, for instance, when I was when I was young and in school, I used to, you know, so like I do a science project, and my brother used to, you know, he's 10 years older than me. He majored in biology. He walked by, be like, yo, man, yo, change this hypothesis up real quick. <laughs> um, matter of fact, let me work on your methods right now, your methods and materials. Oh, you know what? I'm going to work on your conclusion. Man, let's move aside, little nigga. Let me just so, work so on this. So Nikki's not writing this response right now? No. She, <laughs> it's going to be her notebook, but it ain't going to be her words, is what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I'm not saying she's not going to write it, but she has too much help from too many really, really good people to, to I, I can't imagine, if, if she puts something out, not putting out something that's extremely dope. She got the bread to hire a PI, you know what I'm saying? If you look at Remy Ma, like I said, the song was mediocre. She got Papoose, who's pretty good. Fat Joe. Man, Fat Joseph ain't no good lyricist. Yeah. He's like an icon, hip hop icon. He's an icon, but he, 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 gets gets respect. Respect. he got respect. But to to tell come come through and tell somebody, yo, put these words together like X Y Z. Uh, you know, Remy don't even need it. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, I don't think Remy. I honestly, I think if Nikki, I like, she does have the resources, but you know, with with the way things are now, I me personally, if I was her, I wouldn't feel comfortable using any resources just because the way people snitching about working on your stuff so i think i think she's really i think she's going to take her time and what she is because you know she's posting these pictures that she's out of the country working and stuff and that whole that's another thing we talk about later on the whole picture with the boob out like come on fam she took a picture look at me like titty i need to see this did you say titty (laughs) 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 but um no, I really think she's going to take her time, uh, and and it has to be it has to be executed. I think it has to be right. Her next move has to be right because if not, she'll, yeah, she it won't be respectable. If she's smart, she's gonna yeah. work it into some type of project, so it's gonna be a, a track on you know a future project or something like that, and find some way to monetize it. But it's gotta you gotta come correct. Yeah, she has to. She I can't imagine to. she she won't. I just can't imagine because the level she's at, like she knows she's very smart. She has smart people all around her. I can't imagine she would put out anything weak. That's for people who is like a little bit smaller than her or whatever, who don't quite have that advisor. She probably got people who's paid to advise her on shit like but this. That's what, but all right, so your first response to all this coming out is you put out an Instagram picture of Fat Joe and Remy Ma's sales, album sales, for an album that most people didn't even know was coming out. You know what I mean? I, I told a lot of people about that. You know what I mean? So the, not that the promotion was there, but... Your response is to first play the numbers game. It's like, nah, she wasn't talking numbers on that record. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, she yeah, yeah. she could have came on the record and was like, yo, I know you're going to make more, you know what I mean, more this year than I am. Let's let's get that out the way. You know what I mean? So it's like, it you that, that first of all, was like strike number one. Strike number two, contacting other artists and people that you feel aren't supporting you. I think, so it's like, your decision making so far, and I'm not Nicki bashing. I'm, I'm trust me, I, I'm actually probably a Nicki Minaj fan more than I am a fan of her music, like her, herself, because I think, as weird as she has been for the imagery for young black girls, at least she is a young black girl doing it. And she, she you know what I mean, she's, she's successful, however she got there. She can always turn that around, you know what I mean? She can always paint a different picture now that she has that platform. So it's just like, I, I respect her for what she does. And I think it's better for the crowd. I want her to come back correct. I want her to come with a, a good record because I think it's, it's better for the culture. I like, uh, and, you know, we always get on that whole, like, Yo, I like the old this person, old. But I, I actually did dig the old Nikki when she first came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I like that, yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then when she switched over, you know, like, cause she had stopped signing boobs and all that. Mm, I remember yeah. when she was a little, she was a little wretch. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, well, I mean, well, it's a certain level of success. You could, people yeah. are gonna use that against you, like, oh, she grabbed my boob a little funny. You know what I mean? They're gonna, yeah. someone's gonna come and say something funny. So it's just like, and she, uh, she lost a Kmart clothing deal, which I don't even know if most people knew about. But I think she lost like the same day the disc record that came out. So, but if, I don't think it's related. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll be bugged out of Kmart Whoa. somewhere where, where they based in like Old Leaf, <laughs> Kansas. They like CEO <laughs> like uh-uh. Remy exclusive. It was like wait, she threw. Remy sent it we to that person like, yo, uh, what are we gonna do? Uh, <laughs> Remy Martin dropped Sheether. They had a board meeting. <laughs> at a board meeting. meeting. <laughs> Remy Martin dropped Sheether. What are we going to do? Well, uh, I, I bring that up, though, because Nikki has endorsements. So now you got to think about how hard can you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? How crazy can Jay-Z didn't have to worry about his endorsements when he's getting that Prodigy, when he's getting that Nas, when he's dropping Super Ugly. You know what I mean? Saying anything. So it's just like she has another level of money that can be lost. And it's not like she could just turn back to the traditional hip hop crowd and just be like, nah. yo, <laughs> take she, me she back like OJ, much, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's just nah, like- I don't think she's going to, if she chooses to come back, I don't think she's going to take into account her endorsements unless yeah. she says something crazy, like, you know, something about the Holocaust or something like that. But she's a rapper. They That comes with the package for these people. I saw, um, what's the dude's name, Lil Yachty? Yeah, dude got a Target commercial, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Target commercial. Dude was wearing khakis and a red sweater, just <laughs> hopping through. Now who knows what he's gonna put in his rap songs? You know what I'm saying? Who they knows? They don't care. They don't even. Yeah, they don't care. The, the mm-hmm. Target and, all, and Kmart mm-hmm. and all these people, they know what comes with the packaging. So I think she can go as far as she want, unless she says something that's like politically out there, yeah, like something homophobic or something yeah. anti-Semitic or, yeah. or something like that. So. Well, there was a picture floating around with um with Nikki on it saying something about her um coming at Remy not being able to have a child. I heard about oh, that. Lord. Yeah, yeah, and I, was, and I, I was, was like, like a miscarriage, something that, yeah. that they feel like Remy that Nikki's gonna go for that. That's I pray to God. Oh, I thought no. Nikki said it already. Yeah, no, nah, I, I pray to God that that's not. I don't I, think so, cause cause you mentioned it. I've heard other people mention it. It's like it's such the obvious way to go. Yeah, you can't, you can't. And plus, you, you know what? Too to me, I don't want to say it's a way to be classy about it, cause you know it's a battle. Did, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's no it's no whole bar. I don't think so. It's a battle, cause you don't know if your opponent is gonna hold bars. So now you're like, oh well, let me not go there or them, and then they, they drop the one thing on you. You know what I mean? So I can't imagine Nikki going there, cause Nikki Minaj is about what like thirty two. 33 years old. She yeah. hasn't had a kid yet that we know about. I can't see Just her for going For karma reasons, For right? karma reasons. I can't. <laughs> Unless you, what she might do is get knocked up real quick just to make sure and be like, all right, I'm going to use this lyric. Lauren London the game real quick. <laughs> Drop the secret baby on it. So let me ask you this, because you mentioned um about like the, you know, with Hove and um and I think you mentioned Hove and Nas. Do you think that this battle has the potential to to be lived up to some of the greatest battles? Greatest um, rap battles? Only, not because not I think that the, the two competitors are going to be great rappers. I think Remy Ma has a, a little advantage over her in that respect. Um, I think it will be, I think it has the possibility to be because they're the only ones making noise right now. And I know there's a lot of female rappers out there in the underground scene, um, but they're not getting that type of attention. Yeah. But in terms of, of, of the two big dogs, they're, they're making noise. And who else is there? Yeah. I'll put it into to context. I think um, when you look at the times now, you need something very historical to – you just need the right things in place for this fast-moving media environment because this may not even be a story in the next two weeks unless Nikki puts something out or Remy Ma puts put something else out so they themselves have to keep it fresh. 
I think between Jigga and Nas, there were like what four diss songs between them, back and forth. Takeover, and, Ether, Super oh, Ugly, and then you got the little songs where they're sneak dissing each other. Yeah, the sneak dissing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Nas got one on, one on the Lost tapes or whatever. They were legendary at that time, and yeah. that was at a time where when you think think about what legendary is, we didn't have social media for to to keep um, consuming their stuff. When they dropped the album. We made sure, we made it a point to go to FYE or Nobody Beats the Wiz or wherever we're going to go buy their album. And we all consumed it at the same time. And we all consumed it at the same time. We talked about it at the same time. So they- a moment. When when Jigga said, uh, dudes in barbershops saying, who's the best MC, Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas? Like, that was the truth. Nobody's in the the barbershop or the nail salon saying, who's the the best MC? Is it Lil Yachty, Nicki Minaj, or Remy Ma? (laughs) And I think for that reason- in my opinion, it just can't be that monumental as you mentioned. You know, it, it could be to levels of maybe LL and cannabis yeah. when you think about the dynamics of it. A big star versus, you know, I guess you, for all intents and purposes, you could say Remy Ma is not a big star. She probably is not as quote unquote small as cannabis was at that time. But you know, we talk about a giant versus uh, just a regular person, Nicki Minaj would be the giant. Mm-hmm. So I think um, that could make it big as far as somebody who's smaller trying to get at someone who's big shooting up. Yeah. Um, if But if Nicki responds, depending on how good the response is, which if she does, I would hope and think that it would be like hard-hitting with some snappy lines. Um, does she have to respond? You guys think she has to I respond? Hope she, I, I really... Or should she leave it alone? Like, what if you were on the advisory board? It depends what. <laughs> do you want the hip-hop crowd? Because she probably could keep hopping on uh, Ariana Grande records and, uh, you know what I mean, Selena Gomez records or whatever the case may be, uh, Jason Derulo, Even and if- keep doing her thing. And I don't think male hip-hop guys are going to be like, oh, Remy killed us, or let me not call Nicki Minaj to be on the record. Because, yeah. no, nothing against Remy Ma, but that look in the video of having Nicki Minaj in there doesn't really compared to having Remy Ma standing next to you, you know what I mean? Like, I think the Nicki Minaj look is going to be a better visual. So, it depends what she wants. Does she want the hip-hop crowd? Like, you should want this. Yeah. You were, you came up as a rapper. You, you yelling Molly was good. You're dissing Iggy Azalea for not writing rhymes, whether she is or not. So, you come across to us like you do want it. But do it's up to her. Does she want the hip-hop respect? Yeah, I mean, honestly, before I felt like 100% she should not release anything. But with those facts, when you think about the... Um, how she's portraying herself as being like about that life, but yeah. with people who ain't about that life, like like you said, she's screaming across the lunchroom at the girl who's paying full price for lunch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This girl taking three AP classes. She's <laughs> like, yo, you know, Iggy, what's good? Uh, uh, Miley, what's good? Um, I think I would say no, don't do it because you don't need to. When you talk about hip hop crowd, what is that crowd now? You know what I'm saying? Man. Is is the the hip hop crowd people who's loyal to mixtapes? What does that mean nowadays? You know what I'm yep. saying? And yep. that's yeah, I, you didn't even think about that. But like the, these young kids that are onto the new rappers, do they even care about Remy Ma, Nicki Minaj going back and forth in a lyrical battle? You know what I mean? Or because some of the rappers that they like can't freestyle, right? Right. Yeah. I, I, I think they I think they care for entertainment's purpose, but I don't think any one of them and Nicki nor Remy would lose steam with them if they didn't continue this beef. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. I think people appreciate um, Nikki's music, and I think 
aside from the music, people appreciate the packaging and the branding of how Nicki does it. I mean, say what you you may, uh, if you're for or against the, uh, you know, how she sexualizes herself. Um, I think just from like a strategic point of view, is having what, what's the what's the called the Pink Squad or whatever her crew like oh, Barb's. What's it called? Barb's. Barbies. Barbies. Barbies yeah. Whatever it's called, yeah. like she has whatever that thing is. Um, people associate her with the color pink for some oh, yeah, yeah, the pink weird color. reason. <laughs> um, she has her social media joint. She goes viral. She has her following. They're not going to leave her. And she's seen yeah. it with Meek just now. She's seen Meek get killed and, and people still, his last project, you know what I mean, got support. People got to make jokes. You, you live in an internet era where you have people corny and you making jokes about you. Oh, that's yeah. just the <laughs> that's just the day and age. Opinion. Exactly. And everyone has Photoshop and the ability to use a computer. But it's uh-huh. like, are you caught up in that or you ain't caught up in like, yo, I just made a check from da-da-da last week. You know what I mean? So that's that's really where the concern is going to come down to. And also, how do y'all, how do y'all feel about like sneak dissing versus the direct diss, for instance? Like, was this more fun when they was going at each other and you was wondering they was going at each other? Yeah, you know what? It I'm gave a, him more freedom, I yeah, think. Yeah, I'm a fan of sneak dissing. I mean, I, I love a, a lot of people who do it. Uh, I love, J- Jay-Z I, and Drake. I was about to say, I love, <laughs> I love when Hov does it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yo, you know, everybody always said, if Hov is really talking about him, then he going to say something. I'm like, yo, did you not hear? I think he'd rather you not, yeah, you not know. Yeah, you know the, I mean? the triple entendres, yeah. the blatant sneak. Like, I think it's cool. And I think, you know what? Um, It's like one of those things. Like, you know when it's for you. You know what I mean? Like you know when somebody's exactly, talking about yeah. you, so it's like, okay, well, let me let me throw you a little jab back. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm gonna talk about something that that only you and I know. Exactly. Real yeah. quick, and, and make everybody else wonder. So I mean, um, the sneak dissing is cool, um, especially when uh, you know, it's it's just a sport. You know what I mean? It's just like a little contact hit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Nobody's gonna call the foul. Yeah. He's got hit a little bit. It's all good. So yeah, I'm I'm a fan of it. I, the, the competition of it though is good when someone just gets called out though I think and, yeah. Uh, yeah 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 you yeah. gotta respond like you guys say so it's it's it's, it's I think that in, in, from a uh, artwork standpoint the sneak yeah. dissing I think you could get more out of it you could hop on certain songs there be people dissing songs with like affiliates of other people yeah and you like yo ain't you cool it was a name like he chose to hop on that track yeah. to, to, to say something funny so it's just like I, I think there's more um there's there's there's, there's, there's like a you can, it's more complex sometimes when you want to do it that way as opposed to just coming straight out. But there's also something to be said for someone coming out, looking you dead in your face and like, yo, what are we doing? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And that sneak dissing, I feel like it uh, it, it bubbles up too. Once it gets to it's a certain point, that point yeah. then, you know, you got to just say, listen, bitch. Because you know I've been cool. Yeah, like Jada Kiss, Beanie Sig, I know yeah, you saying this about me. I know, I know, yeah, I know it's yeah. about me. Like, you know, and then the, the thing with sneak dissing is too, like how long – do you take do you these wait? little shots for it? You know what I'm saying? Like it's like double dutch. Like who who's gonna actually say something first? You but, know what I'm saying? What's the point? It's like yo, no other art form is doing is is dealing like that. Like, but hip hop is based on I could dance better than you, I could spray paint better than you, it's always I been could DJ better. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like why are you so concerned with what the next man's doing? You shouldn't even be it's like yo, how if we making money, I'm making money, you making money, we both going to, to better homes and when yep. we first started this, <laughs> it's like why are we paying so much attention to each other? But that's they can only be one. They can yeah. only be, you know, I mean, one head of the household. Like so. I mean, Nish just mentioned that hip hop was kind of based on that competition. When I think about, you know, where I'm from, back then the, the big word was hip hop culture. Look, I think KRS made that uh, that term up, but either way, it was like that hip hop culture. Like it bred you to be competitive, and I think it's mm-hmm. healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like everything I did in my life, um, 
I always felt like, yo, I got to compete with someone, whether I say it or not. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. When I went in the court, I'm like, yo, I got to be nicer than this dude. Even if I wasn't, I'm like, yo, I got to prove that at least today I'm nicer than this dude. That's when I was in school, fear. yeah, when I was in school, I was you know pretty good in school. I'm like, yo, I got to get a higher grade on the math test than this dude. Yeah. You know, at work, I'm like, yo, this dude cannot be smarter than me. I'm going to show that I'm smarter than him. But is it a motivating factor or do you even care how the next person does? How I... Um, you use it to motivate some you to some end. I care how to some end. I care how they do. Um, however, it's, it's a for me. It's a friendly kind of thing. You know yeah, what I'm saying? If they, it if guarantees they, your success. If they make more bread, like if I could give a dude, if I at work I could give a dude a recommendation and they make more bread because of something I said, I, I totally support that. Um, and I look at it, but like, all right, now he makes more bread than me. I have to make more bread than him now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's how I look at it. So the hip hop thing, it's a little bit more. Um, you know, a little bit more cantankerous, can, yeah. the uh, the competition, but um, I like it. The sneak dissing, I like. The direct dissing, I like it if it's good. You know what I'm saying? It's gotta I, be. Yeah. I don't like it to yeah. be too because it's a naturally it's a distraction. It'll take you out your way of what your your normal hip hop listening experience. Yeah, and, don't and make it corny. It, it just distracts it naturally, and you have to follow that road, and you don't want to follow that. Uh, Follow them down that path, and then it'd be whack. So, like, Jay-Z and Nas is wonderful. You know what I'm saying? And remember, that f- that first diss song, Takeover, wasn't even a whole song. First. Yo. Yeah. That joint. Let's get into the to the, to the to the old battles. Okay. Oh, those, okay. <laughs> those joints, I mean, yo, like, I know y'all have y'all favorite ones. And, like, for me, I didn't grow up, like, in a hip-hop um, influenced household. I grew up in a gospel Strict home, you know what I'm saying? So, Caesar beef, BB and CC one, Mahalia Jackson versus. I should have heard that one. (laughs) Kirk Franklin, you know what I'm saying? We couldn't stomp in my house, but nah, you know what I'm saying? So, I had to listen to it when I could listen to it, you know what I mean? And then, um, like, my brother always played like a lot of rap music and whatnot, too. I used to ride around with him and uh you know trips to the corner store with him was like the best ever so i would hear different things so i didn't grow up you know always listening to the reps when i did hear it i was just like man yo these dudes you know this like you said you you can hear the competition in their lyrics the way they said certain words it was just everything and um you know that that pretty much was how my household was and whatnot and uh i got into rap a little late you know, I heard certain things, uh, certain battles, and I mean, I remember just even with the the cannabis. Remember when they used to have the ding ding ding? ding? Yeah. Yo, it was just everything to me. <laughs> it was everything. I mean, the, the way everybody like everything was so strategic, and um, even when they were talking about the whole uh, sheether, they were saying like, yo, you know how Remy wasn't uh, her delivery. You know what I mean? In the battle, like she didn't sound. There was this whole big thing. I was. Uh, what you mean, like she? Trying to go Nas, like it sounded like she was just reading it. Um, oh, how she sounded, yes, her flow, yes, her delivery. That, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like, and I yo, heard she performed it somewhere and didn't remember. Word. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, well, how do y'all feel about like just uh, some of the things I just even said? You know what I mean? Like uh, as far as her flow and then how things were before. You know what I'm saying? Comparing it to some of the older battles, like nostalgia is always gonna make you feel like the back in the day is cool, but I. I think today's it's true. What do I have to compare it to? What can I tell y'all today is popping exactly. more than the beefs that, that we seen back in the day. Um, it is. I don't know. It might just be a cultural thing with the kids nowadays. They're not into it the same type of way. And even what are they beefing about? I think it comes down to because when, when you think of Soldier Boy and Chris Brown, y'all y'all are musicians. What y'all talking about fighting? 
Where did that come from? Not that I want to hear y'all in a musical battle. I, y'all could both go somewhere, but I'm just saying, yeah. how does that come as the first thing that y'all decide, yo? Child musicians, too. Remember, <laughs> man, they, they, they entire adult life, they've been rich. Wealthy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so. Buggy. Yeah, buggy. How do you go, go to fight? Like, I don't even understand how that even goes to fighting of the first thing they choose, but it's just like, yo, where's the music at? Let's go to it. Because, like, all right, like, you, you, y'all got your favorite disc records of all time, right? You, yeah. like, you can think of what it is. It's just like nothing's making you feel like that nowadays, and like I, I'm not complaining because I still because the beautiful thing about music is it still exists. We can just go back and listen to it. I can rock out to that all day until y'all make something better. But it's just like it's always gonna be back in the day for me, hands down. Like I'm. <laughs> yeah, I, and I don't like to I don't like to be that old dude who's like back in the day, you know, back in the day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For for instance, I think that Drake and Meek. For good. me, was one of the, one of the best battles. I don't know what to call it a battle. I that this song from Drake is it Drake really was Drake Mont. You didn't see it coming. You know why, man? It's like it's just like you know. I like to read books. It's just like reading a good book and seeing somebody take a good ang- or oh, comedy. Somebody take a good uh, interesting angle on something. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody could talk about Trump, but then somebody talks about Trump in a, in a totally different kind of way. That's what Drake did. Drake essentially said, "Yo, I'm not bad." Uh, you know, I don't necessarily fight. I'm bigger than you. I got the reach. Uh, you getting bodied by a singing nigga. He got to. He put, he did what Eminem did. He dissed himself. He dissed himself. Miles, yeah. So then, by the time Meek got to him, there was nothing left. Like there's nothing that he could say. The, the Twitter fingers thing is true. I'm a singing dude. That's true. Your girl gonna leave you. Your true. girl gonna leave you. The dude made a premonition. <laughs> Any diss song with a premonition is just fire. That's that relationship it. got an extra six months because of that diss record. She was like, she was like she oh, was, damn. She was on the way out. Like, yeah, yeah. She was on the way out. Yeah, she had to turn back around and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki was on the way out, fam. What, what is your favorite diss record of all time? Do you have one? Hit him up. Hit him up? Tupac, hit him up, Why man. is that? Savage, yo. It is. First the, of You know, because remember that. Word, remember, the first line. Remember back when we was kids and I said Tupac is crazy? I was the only one who said it because, you know, he's a everybody's his fan. I'm like, yo, he's crazy. This dude is old. like, something's wrong with him. <laughs> and the fact that something was completely wrong with him and his levels were way off, it made that song so good, man. This dude, the dude started the song with, first off, fuck your bitch in the click, you click. This dude didn't even give a preamble. He didn't give no intro, no <laughs> like, I got somewhere to go after this studio. He said, yo. <laughs> so, yo pop. That's so, one take. And his man was in there. He was like, yo, I think really think that should be maybe the eighth bar. He's like, no, nah, I got to put this up top, baby. I got to get to the, I got to start the, I got to start the song off with the punchline, baby. <laughs> Nah. But you know what took like points away from me, but I think it makes it a better disc record is the fact he put the outlaws on there. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it makes yeah, it a better was... disc record because he's like he didn't even have to go in for that long. Like, and he comes back for another verse, which yeah, uh, you know. What I mean? Well, you know what, and that I think that what Tupac did is kind of the kind of the model that Remy followed as far as just going off. Yeah, without when people like, oh, where did that come from? I know it came from somewhere, but it's like. The public's like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> like, you know, Remy just uh, fake butt stuff and all this crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, that was my favorite, man. Cause I, one, I love Tupac, and that song was just, this dude was just psychotic. And I'm not even hyperbolizing. He was literally psychotic. <laughs> you got a uh, favorite one, Nish? Yeah, that's what I was trying to segue into before. I, I don't necessarily have a favorite diss song. I just really appreciated the battle, the beef between, uh, of course, Nas and Hov. Mm-hmm. 
um that was definitely like the whole just just the way they were dropping the records too i mean and then uh i just remember like you said nostalgia i just remember being in the car mm-hmm. listening to when when flex dropped um which call it when he dropped uh when he dropped ether okay i remember all of that like and, and i mean it just it was so competitive to me. It just, it's, I was just like, damn. And it's, it's too, when you often see two heavyweights Yo, giants going in at their it. industry, living legends, going at it. Just, you know what I mean? At, and, at, the, at their prime, like. Yeah, oh. and the thing about it too was that real quick, I just never, I never seen Hove go at anybody else again. Really, mm-hmm. it was just like, yo, you know, have, have Hove only comes out, you know, what I'm saying once in the blue, and that will, I, I think we'll never get that again from Hove, yeah, nor no. or Nas, nor Nas, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, damn. It's, it was just real to me, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, by the way, you know what I was just thinking? Yeah, you won't get that from Hov again. I just realized that Biggie never really responded. So I, that's another reason just thinking about history why Nikki, if she doesn't respond or if she just gives, like, maybe, like, four bars to this whole thing, I think she'll be okay Yeah, when you think back, man. Cause, well, well, Pac died, though, so it, what would happen yeah, if Pac right, survived right. and Biggie was just sitting around with no record, response record? Because... The argument was Biggie started it with Who Shot You, although he denied it and said, I didn't write that for you, blah, blah, blah. You know, he, he chose to perform it in Oakland. He chose to do certain things. So it was just like, it comes across as a diss record. I don't know how long that would have just lingered out with hit him up floating out there. With no, him. you're right. You're right. Because, and then furthermore, Pac is, like I said, he's psychotic and he ain't balanced. So he would have just kept releasing exactly. shit. Exactly. You with, heard Machiavelli. I, yeah. <laughs> he ain't yeah, balanced, a couple of them ready. So. <laughs> I, 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 um, okay, I think that definitely... I had, I had that same list y'all had actually. Uh, it was hit him up. It was in an ether. I think Takeover's a good a good record, and yeah. Takeover gets a lot of points because it was ether. a verse. But ether's a song, and ether's like, y'all, this is all about you. Yeah. Like, and it's not a short song either. It's it? not. He <laughs> so, went in. Yeah. So he went in. There's no talking on it for like mad nah. bars, no nothing. He's, he's spitting. But I think number one for me, and this is is not gonna be a, a popular one, but number one for me is fuck with Dre Day. Cause you, I, you didn't even know it was a diss. <laughs> you was, you was dancing to the song like you didn't know this was a diss, and then you just like, Mr. Buster, <laughs> where the fuck you at? Like you just started off like that, coming at easy. Then I'm gonna let my man come on here, diss somebody else. Like <laughs> we ain't even talking about the same people. He gonna come <laughs> in, there, <laughs> like I'm gonna diss Luke. Like come on, yo. Yeah. Before we walked in today, I was thinking about this, and I'm thinking to myself, what's the best diss songs? And I got one that's not even hip hop, and it's not quite a diss song, but it was a battle record. Girl is Mine by Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. Because <laughs> it's two soft, vo- soft voice ass niggas just talking. Hey, hey, Paul, you know that girl. Let me I tell you something, Mike. <laughs> let, let me tell you something, Michael. They call him Michael, too, kid. That's like a, soft, a British soft voice. Let me tell you something, Michael. Uh, you know, I have been dating her, and, uh, you know, I took her out for gelato and. <laughs> Motherfuckers going back and forth over the same chick. Mad polite about it. Yeah, too. kid. And I was like, yo, nobody cut nobody. Not till beat it. Yo, but that like even what you said earlier, we just we don't our the hip hop genre, we you know, unfortunately we don't have we don't have subgenres like that. Like, you know what I mean? You got rock, alternative rock, soft rock. I mean, you know, there it's endless for them and they they don't really beef. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well us I don't we, understand. That's aggressive music too. Yeah, that's what I, I, I was thinking about. It. I was like, "Yo, hip hop's aggressive music." So is that why we're doing it, or is it just like, "Yo, rock and roll"? The motherfuckers yelling, yeah, screaming. I mean, yeah, like, you got. There's, I mean, there's screamo where there's nothing but 
yeah. screaming on <laughs> like, I mean, so they definitely and then maybe there is some some sneak dissing with them too. We just don't fucking know. I think they throw hands. Like Tommy Lee will run into like Kid Rock, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to sit here and, and go back and I don't want to sing about this. I wanna put you in the face. So yeah. like they really on that and, I, and, and they and, keep it moving. But they could get away with it too. Like yeah. where, where they going that night? They going to jail for a night. Ain't nobody you know what I mean? Two black dudes start, start fighting. Not us. <laughs> Two guns found on the tour <laughs> bus. <laughs> exactly. Like, why was y'all on the tour Fully bus? Fully loaded clips. Eight <laughs> ounces of weed. <laughs> and I think that content just ain't built to to have any kind of competitive thing with another person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you think about this song's a struggle, um, it's, it's against emotion or love. It's against drugs. Uh, it's against being bored because they all partying. Mm. But it's never against, like, you know, dude down the street. It's not a dude down the street. It's not a, a crew. Mm-hmm. It's not the cops. It's not you know. It ain't people. Where rap is people, man. The cops is fucking with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, landlord bill. You know, got bills to pay. Landlords mess with me. The boss just fired me. My it's mom is on the corner. Yeah, struggle, yeah mom yeah. dukes. It's a struggle, and the struggle involves people. Where the struggle and all that rock stuff. A lot of times, it's like a, a phenomenon or a thing that you can't touch. Feelings, uh, fun. Uh, the only thing you could touch is drugs. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Eh? So, uh, what about because we we talked about genres um, and subgenres? I mean, we have hip hop and then we have rap. So it's kind of like my question for you guys is: When did we get to a point in our culture where we pretty much started talking about? Um, damn, where's it going with this? I had it right here. <laughs> <laughs> Fell off the wagon. I was smoking the cookies oh. this morning, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently Nisha was too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, because um, it, with the separation between like um, hip hop and rap, or? that and then like you know where do we? Because we were just talking about a whole bunch of you know um, just what rapping about the struggle. Where do we get to a point where we you know just started talking about all the glitz and the glam, like every like. I see like in a lot of times with a lot of rappers once they do start getting a lot of bit a lot of bit good word a lot of bit of money um you know what i'm saying they start just really going one dimension with their rapping you know what i'm saying talking about what they do have and you know part of the whole competition so my thing with you guys my question pretty much was how how do we get there you know what i'm saying like how do we get to a point where we do talk about the struggle i mean i guess we get rappers get tired of talking about the struggle but it's like yo you know it's it's, it's a twofold thing because then you got you got thinking these neighborhoods right you got drug dealers that yeah they stand out with the jewelry and the cars just to show that they're not on the same level as everyone although they live in the same neighborhood neighborhood so that that's going to bleed over into hip-hop where i'm going to show you that i'm having some level of success even if i'm not i'm gonna come across to you as i'm having that some fake level it till of, you make it mentality yeah but then on the reality side of it some of these guys are artists so their music is what they were taking in from their environment gotcha. so that's why the struggle was in it once that environment changes yeah. That they really are still living their their environment, right. you know what I mean? But it comes across as more corny stuff because now they're doing better. And I mean, nobody wants to hear a rap song about buying a uh, buying a house, you know what I mean? When when they when they can't afford their apartment, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like so, it, that that's really what it comes down to. But it's always two ways to look at it. I mean, I look at music like that as inspiration. Like you know what I mean? If you yeah. hear, you could get to that point. And some of them are putting it out like that to inspire other people. And some of them are just stunting on people. But yeah. It's, it's selling, so I think that's why it's you going. you meant the entire genres moving towards the glitz. So you mean like when an individual artist starts off with rapping about the struggle and then moves over into rapping? Yeah, the I was talking about honestly, both sides actually. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, because when you asked, I took it as you meaning that the whole genre. Because before it was like all about the struggle. Then and that's slowly, what I was thinking about. Slowly, slowly yeah. throughout the years, it was 
a little bit less about the struggle. Still was, but now like a lot of dudes talking about designer clothes and hundred dollar sweatpants. Um, for the the num the one ter- phrase that popped into my head when you said that was Kanye West, right? <laughs> I mean before because think about his the reason I connected so closely to him when Kanye came out. I never sold drugs. I never yeah. held more weed than maybe a quarter. I never held more than a quarter, um, quarter bag of weed. <laughs> I never, I never seen crack. What weed before? <laughs> I don't know exactly, nigga. I mean, I we never, under, when he said quarter bag, so never, we got it. Quarter, seen a quarter, fifteen dollar bag of weed. <laughs> <laughs> quarter bag. Nah, kid. I, I don't know much about drugs. I do. I saw drugs with my friends. Bought it around. Even my friends. Now, I never saw crack. I never seen coke until recently. You know what I'm saying? So. Kanye came out. His struggle was, yo, how am I going to buy a polo shirt? You know what I'm saying? This job is bullshit. They got me working at Gap. Yeah, it was relatable. It was so relatable. It was relatable. Just like, you know, Jay-Z crack rap was relatable or or Pusha T uh, was relatable to a certain uh, segment of people. So when Kanye West came out, to some people it may not have been struggle. They see him wearing pink polo shirts. Yeah. Like, Yo, this dude don't know the struggle. He knows a struggle. Yeah, he doesn't it's not know necessarily your struggle. Your struggle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's, it gives you something to relate to, man. And just to wrap everything up today, man, I think it's hip-hop, so you got to come correct. You know what I mean? But people listen to you because you gave them something to relate to. So people are out there cheering for Nicki. So give them something to, to root for. You know what I mean? Don't just let it go. Don't just let it be like, yo, I'm too big for this. I'm making too much money. Give those people that support you. Give them something to root for. And if you got a podcast out there and you coming for Perfect Tour, we're going to shut you down with a diss record, too. We Word. got one in the can. Word. Leash on the track. Up. Word. Hey, y'all. <laughs> yo, Ayo. make sure y'all get better every day. And we're going to catch y'all next episode, man. Holla. Say say goodbye to the people, y'all. Peace. Uh, that's well, yeah. A quarter, quarter, quarterback, quarter. He's like quarter, quarterback. No, quarterback of weed. <laughs> like you took each work, quarter, quarterback, quarterback of, quarterback of weed. <laughs> Fish. <laughs>